All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. to drop tim i'm in on a good mood welcome to dropping the gloves john what's going on yeah i've had the positive the most craziest morning ever tell me about it so i had my adoration hour where i go and you know go to the church for an hour and that's, on a, the way out, that's at what time though it's at four in the morning okay wake up for that driving there just absolutely destroy a deer on the way there no blow it right up oh. and <laughs> I'm driving my wife's van and like, what are the, what a deer thinking, honestly, just absolutely just blew it right up. So I have to pull over deer's dead. I, I can't drive because the, my fender's all bent in. Luckily I had my tools in the van and I had a hacksaw. So I'm out in the middle of the road at 3:40 AM with a hacksaw just sawing through my bumper just so I can get it away from the wheel so I can continue driving. Cause no one's going to come out there at three in the morning no. to go and help me out. And I still had to get, get to the church. So I'm like, just hacking away, figure that out. I'm like, all right, fine. Um, I get home. We have a showing today. So I, I, I get home at five ish, just cleaning like a madman. I'm driving this rental from my work. I'm leaving the house at nine 45 AM after just cleaning for the next, the previous three, four hours. And the car runs out of gas. Uh. <laughs> and because like it's an older car, I didn't even check. I've had it for like three or four days ever since I've sold my car. And I'm like, I, I didn't think to check it. It's an old dumpy Pontiac vibe. Like it's 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 a very humbling experience to drive it. So it's been good for me. But and then I run out of gas. Literally out of my driveway. I'm trying to go up the hill and I just start, I stall. I'm like, what am I gonna do? So I 
Luckily, I had some gas for the lawnmower in the house. I ran back, grabbed the jerry can, filled it up, just puttered into the gas station on fumes. And I just, it's just a, you know, never ending, never ending morning so far. Just wow. like the people probably aren't even going to buy the house. So just cleaned it all morning for no reason. It's just, <sighs> you ever have one of those mornings? Just terrible. I have. How much, how much damage is to your wife's van from the deer? It's, it's, it's to completely the front end's completely destroyed. <laughs> like nice. the, the hood's bent in, the front fender's bent, the front bumper's gone now that I've hacksawed Jim Duggan it. Um, like it's it needs some serious repair. Repair. I think my deductible is per sky high too, so I'm just out of pocket, probably five grand. The repair you... is probably going to be fifteen. I'm just you know my rates are going to go up. It's just all in all, not a good day at the Scott household. Oh yeah. Did you, did you have like bits of deer to get out of that thing too? There's hair. There's yeah. definitely hair embedded into the bumper. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you going to do? It happens. It just, yeah, when it rains, it pours, I guess. So, and then I was going to do a podcast last night, and I was like, I couldn't do it. I fell asleep at 9 p.m. That's I crazy. Like, I was out cold. I've just been running hot for the last week. I'm like, I, I just need to go to bed. So, You know what I heard recently? If you're having a bad day, like do the other things that you have to do that make you unhappy and just have one bad day, get it all out of the way. Any other like annoying chores or things you don't want to do that you've been putting off, do them today, own this bad day, and then tomorrow you won't have any of it. That's why I'm talking to you. Uh, okay. Yeah. I should have seen that. <laughs> you, you set yourself up for that one. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. So I didn't watch the game, the Islanders lightning. I was just like, I'm out of here. Peace out. Take care. Go me here. Lost my fantasy game. All my players just got hurt or just didn't perform. Drafted Saquon Barkley with the second overall pick and he got negative some yards in the first half. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, but here we are, Tim, at dropping the gloves. You look fresh. You look good. Yeah, this is what happens when we record during the day and not yeah. 9 o'clock at night. I like the nighttime ones. I, I did too. I don't know. So did you see the highlights of the game at all? I did not. I just saw that they won in double overtime. Everly yep. buried it. And, uh, like, I don't know who carried the play. I don't know who won. I don't know who the better team was. Like, can you give us an insight, Tim? Yeah, I only caught bits and pieces, too. So I can't. I will say that uh, the Islanders look good. Barzal looks good. He's playing hard. He's playing scrappy. He's getting tossed around a little bit because he's not that big or strong, but he's not afraid to, to battle it out. So even Tyler Johnson absolutely pigeon-tossed him against the wall. Like, And Tyler Johnson's like, what, five six? He's tiny. Yeah, uh, and Barzal's not much bigger, but I think Barzal just wasn't ready. I'll, I'll tweet out the clip. It's actually kind of crazy. It looks like a video game hit. Um, and it looked, it looked a little ugly, but he got up fine. Um, and then to end it, we had a beautiful two-on-one between Anders Lee and, and Eberle, and Eberle tapped in the one-timer. So uh, game six, probably tomorrow night, uh, if I were to guess. I, I'm not sure if it's tonight or tomorrow. It's tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and then uh, the winner is going to play Dallas, which is also some exciting big news as well. Are we going to have Pavs on again? Yeah, we will. We'll get them on. It, it's They're actually – I was chatting with him the other day. He's – enjoying the rest because they've just been go 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 ever since they've gotten in this bubble literally a game every other day for them they went to game seven versus Colorado so they are definitely taking advantage of this time to kind of heal up a little bit and he said the team's got a lot of bumps and bruises they're an older group you know so I think this will be beneficial to them whereas if it's a younger team and they have a little bit of a layoff who knows how they're going to respond to that but man Dallas is looking good they're looking real good. I think, well, obviously they're, they're pushing for a seven game series. I hope I, if I was on Dallas, I would want the Islanders to win. 
Oh yeah. In they're games. less, yeah, they're a less dangerous team. I think you can control them better, but I don't know if I'm the Dallas stars and I just dispatched the Colorado avalanche and the Vegas golden Knights, the two prohibitive favorites coming into this across the board from all the experts, everybody picked either one of those two teams. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And I beat these two teams handily. Obviously, they, they had a hiccup with Colorado, but when you're up 3-1 to one in a series, you're in control. And I know what people will say, well, they got outplayed. Vegas was the better team for 90% of the play, this and that. They, they, they beat Vegas 4-1. to one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they obviously had a game plan. They obviously knew what they were doing. And when you're going up against a team who has superior talent, Vegas was the better team on paper – you have to do things to limit their time and space and you have to be creative with your strategies. And they, they, they did it to perfection. You know, I don't want to say they played their open dope, but they, they knew Vegas was going to come at them like wave after wave. They were very selective with where they would allow Vegas to go. They didn't let them through the middle. They, they limited their speed. They clogged up the neutral zone. They didn't take too many chances. They, you know, jumped when they were supposed to jump and they, they played great. They really did. They got some timely bounces when they needed it. And they're in the Stanley Cup final. It's crazy. It's absolutely bananas. Dobin's playing well. It's amazing. Um, it further solidifies my, my point. You do not need a goaltender, a high-paid goaltender, to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, look at look at the Islanders. Varlamov and Grice are making, what, three or four small tops each? Yep. Um, yeah. And Vasilevsky is sort of the, the, the exception. But that team is so good. No matter who's in net, they're going to they're gonna make a run. Exactly. I think you could put any remaining goalie on Tampa Bay and they would be in the exact same spot. I don't think Vasilevsky has stole them any games to this point. I think he's played well, yeah. but he hasn't like just robbed them of like, whereas I think Hudobin's won them a few games. Like he's played really well. But this so, is, like, uh, it is a little different though. Cause what you saw like 10 years ago where Jonathan quick was putting up just record breaking numbers, Tim Thomas record breaking numbers. There's a couple others in that whole time period, the early 2010s, maybe around that time where, you needed to lean on a goalie more, and now you don't. Um, oh, it, yeah. It's interesting to see, and I don't know that how much those guys were making, whether they needed big contracts or not. But like you said, like you've been saying for months now, you just need uh, a, a solid 1A, 1B tandem. And I think that's the model now going forward that other teams are going to try to emulate. I think so too. I think much like the NFL with the running backs where you, you have more than one real just – this is my guy. I'm going to hand the ball off to him 25 times a game. You need to have two good goalies. Like, I think it was a throwaway position, like you said, where, okay, we know we'll get a backup goalie. If he, you know, if he's 500, good. We'll give him like 10 starts. Yep. I think teams are finding you get more production out of a guy the less he plays. Like, we're not going to see a Martin Berdur anymore where he plays 78 games. Like, that's insane. I think right. the ceiling now for a goalie is probably going to be 60 games, I would imagine, where your backup is expected to at least get a quarter of the games under his belt. So, I don't know. It's good to have two good goalies. Like, I think that's just plain and simple. And then if, if three, in the case of Winnipeg Jets, where a, a Hutchinson comes in, or Colorado Avalanche, where Hutchinson comes in and kind of revives the team a little bit. But I, I saw an interesting take on the – the Vegas Golden Knights, how their confidence got ruined by a backup in the Vancouver Canucks, that Demko kid, because yeah. they were flying, absolutely flying before that point. And Demko gets put in for game five, and he wins game five and six. And all of a sudden, their confidence gets shaken, and they were not the same team after that. They didn't score n- not even near what they were scoring before Demko kind of put the kibosh on their talent. So it's it's weird how mentally – 
it just plays with you. Once you think the pucks aren't going to go in, like it's really hard to score. It's weird. Yeah. I wonder though, like, is it, is it that goalies aren't as important or that there's just a wealth of them now? There's more good goalies than ever before. Thatcher Demko, I think he's played out of BU. Uh, now he's, he's, he was a backup in Vancouver for, for Markstrom, but he was playing as good as any goalie in the league when he was, when he got the chance between the pipes. So maybe there's just, you know, an embarrassment of riches when it comes to goalies in the league right now that it seems like you don't need an elite goalie. But the fact is that there's just more elite goalies than ever before. Yeah. It, you would think that, but then the players are more talented. They have more skill. Yeah. They've, they've made the equipment smaller every year. I remember, sitting next to goalies in the locker room and them complaining because every single year they, they put more restrictions on the pads. Okay. Well, this has to be this, this length and this has to be this, the jerseys have to be form fitting. So they're consistently trying to make it more difficult on the goaltenders, but they seem to be excelling even more. So I don't know what is going on. If the goalies are just getting better, if the players maybe aren't as good at picking spots anymore, I don't know, but yeah, they're just, the goalies are good. They really are. You don't need that carry price. It's funny. We tweeted out like, is there a generational talent out there? And we're, we're going to have a podcast about that. Cause I think it's a really interesting topic. What is a generational talent? And I saw some people throwing out the carry price, the Jonathan quicks. I don't think they're generational. I really don't. I think the last generational goalie that was out there was Dominic Asik. Brodeur. Brodeur. Yeah. You know, and I guess maybe he's a generational talent. Like he, like he's a good goalie. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into this conversation yeah. later, but I, I don't see there being one in the NHL right now, and I don't think there ever will be again. Just how the position's going. Just and I, I always parallel with football. I don't think there's going to be a generational running back talent, just because the game is more pass friendly now, and the running backs they they have every team has one, two, three guys who kind of tote the ball. So I don't know. Maybe we've the, the days of you know the stud goaltender making all the money; those are out the door as well. I th- I could easily see GMs trending in that direction. It's like you know what? I'm not going to waste money on this. And you see that in football where they put a lot of money at the quarterback, they put a lot of money on the offensive line to protect the quarterback, and they throw some money at the wide receiver. Yeah, like that's where they spend the majority of the money. If you look at the salaries in the NFL, it's crazy. The running back is on a team; they're like the 15th most paid guy. It's bizarre. You, you get the quarterback, the offensive line, the cornerbacks, the defensive ends make quite a bit, and then you get to the running back. It's, it's pretty uh, telling how important they think other, the positions are. I don't know. I know we're kind of diverting from hockey, but there is a parallel there. Well, speaking, know, it's, it's of, interesting. speaking of generational talent, did you see this stat about Yarmir Yager this week? I did not. What's Jags up to? Okay, so this is a statistic. For the past 40 years, since 1980, every single Stanley Cup final has had a player who was once a teammate with Yarmir Yager at some point. So <laughs> 40 years. every, And then 39 of them in one. And there was one year where the, the winner, the winning team, and it didn't have a, a Yager teammate. Um, wow. Right. And the one this year uh, on the Stars, Tyler Sagan was on the team with him back in the Bruins in 2013. But that's isn't that funny? Years. Think about like 1980. That's the year the miracle game happened. Like that's how long Yager's just like legacy goes back in terms of teammates and stuff. Well, he obviously didn't play in 1980. He must no. have played. When did he start? He played in 90. So a guy yeah. on that team was a rookie, then got him at the tail end of his career. Yep. That's a pretty long career. Like that is pretty impressive. <laughs> that's amazing. And whoever whoever found that stat, good for you. 
Yeah, it's great. It's those little random stats. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world. In the world. Because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere, you guys. So go to right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. The wait is over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, baby, all one word. Bet Online, your online sport book experts. We, we did have a signing, a very, very interesting signing. The Minnesota Wild continue to just confuse me with, the, with, their, with their signings and how they're working their team. So they just signed Jonas Brudin. Did you yeah. see this contract? I didn't see yeah. the terms. He got a $42 million contract over seven years, so $6 million a year. So going into next year, they have – I'm going to add it up here. One guy's making 7.5. Two guys are making 7.5. We got a 6 million. Brodeen's now going to be making 6 million, 2.25, and a 700 grand. I know mathematician, but we can go 7, 14, 20, and 28, 30, roughly $31 million on their back end. That's all defense? That's just six defensemen. Oh, my goodness. And you still have to sign two more defensemen to have eight D men, and then you have to worry about your forwards. How much does Dumba make? Dumba's making six mil. Okay. So I don't know what the reasoning of this, like Jonas Brodeen is a very good defenseman. He's a very, very, very solid defenseman. Can you invest that much money on your back end? Like at the end of the day, they're probably going to end up spending 32 to $33 million on their defense. You still have to have forwards and goalies. That's 50. That is almost a half of your payroll on the back end. If you're going to, I think they're doing this because they're going to trade a defenseman. Like they have to make a move. They can't have that many defensemen making that much money. If you're their GM, if you're Bill Guerin, 
who are you moving? They got Spurgeon, they got Suter, they got Dumba. Like out of those three guys, who are you moving on from? You have to get rid of one of them. I don't think Suter's movable. So I think you're probably going to move Dumba or Spurgeon. They're young enough and talented enough where they're an appealing asset for another team to acquire. Yeah, the, like Dumba's the youngest. He's 26. Spurgeon's 30. Spurgeon has a full no-move clause, whereas Dumba doesn't have anything. So I think the one they would move is Dumba. Yeah. I, he's makes $6 million. He's like good. With the, with the frozen salary, what kind of return do you get for a defenseman like that? Probably less value than you want, but it's about the cap space opening up. Maybe he goes to an Edmonton or a, a Columbus – Detroit. I don't know. I just think I don't, I, I, sometimes I just shake my head when it comes to these coaches, because I just don't know what they're thinking. Dumba puts up decent numbers. It's not like he's an all-star caliber defenseman. He had a good year two years ago where he had 50 points. Like that's, that's a really, really good year for him. Yep. Last year he had 22 points this year. He had 24 points. He's been, had some injury issues the last few years. It's not like he's going to, quarterback the power play and lead the rush and stuff like that he's a good three four guy making six million dollars like i want my one two guy making six million dollars yep i don't know i just think i don't know i want minnesota to succeed i do i used to play there it's a great town they have great fans they're starving for a winner i don't i don't get it i don't understand it like trade jonas brodeen if like i I don't think they're gonna get They'll get pennies to the dollar for Dumba now. They really will. Yeah, they will. I, I, there's no way they'll get a first-round pick for him unless they retain some of this salary. They need scoring up front. They have yeah. no scoring. <laughs> no, they traded two they forwards of a deadline. Do they trade him to uh, Winnipeg for Line A? I think if, if Line A does hit, hit the open market, Winnipeg will have their pick of suitors. Not Ryan suitors. Yeah. <laughs> a different kind of suitor. They'll have their pick of the litter because I think teams will just – they would love to get their hands on a line A, a little reclamation project, a guy who once scored 40-plus goals. It's like the, the bad boy who the girl tries to fix. I can make him I can make him good. I can fix him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was good once. I can do it. That's what girls say when they see you. We can fix him. Yeah, I'm the bad boy. This, this bad boy, Tim. We can fix him. We can turn his life around. I don't know. I just thought that was – I saw that signing and I just shook my head. Another big, another big thing. Washington already has a new coach. Yes. Peter Laviolette. What, what are your thoughts on this? I listen, I don't have a reason for this and I'd have to, I, I, I can't back this up, but my gut instinct is that this does not go well. I just don't see this being a good match. And I can just see this kind of turning into a Babcock Toronto situation. You think Laviolette has that much pull? where he's, he's that big of a coach, that big of an ego where he controls an organization like Babcock? No, more in terms of like, hey, this big signing, like attractive coach, big name, but then, hey, this doesn't really work out. The fans are don't love him and the situation's not great. I don't think it works out at all. I, I don't know why they keep giving this guy chances. I'm sure he's a good coach. And I know they wanted someone with experience, but uh, I don't know. Like, he, has he won anything? Has he won a Stanley Cup? I, I can't so. think of any recent memory of when he's won, like, the big game. I know he was with Nashville, and that was a Stanley Cup contending team, and he drove that team into the gutter. Like, I, I just don't understand why these coaches – it's just like a carousel of coaches. There is literally, like, 
35 to 38 names that just consistently just they go around the league. He did win the Stanley it. Cup in 05-06. He was head coach of the uh, – Carolina. Oh, Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. So good for him. He won it 15 years ago. So yeah. he, he caught fire with Carolina. He's been just back don't... to the Stanley Cup twice and with Philly and again with Nashville. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just – I would like to see some fresh blood, you know, sniff the NHL. I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't really – I know they wanted a veteran coach, but I just I just don't know. I, I really don't know. Give, give a, an AHL guy a chance. I guess, I guess we saw how that worked out in Toronto when they gave Keith the reins, and he's just been an absolute failure in Toronto. So maybe they want the, the commodity that they know. What is it, what's that saying? The devil is be- – the one that you know is better than the one you don't know. You know what you're getting in Labiolette. You know, you know – the type of system, you know, how he is. I'm sure he's obviously has a reputation. I'm sure he knows people in Washington. They've crossed paths the way the NHL works. It's such an old boys club. It honestly is. I would say you could, you could hedge a bet, place a bet and say, okay, every year there's what six GM openings. There's maybe six coach openings Four to those six guys. A hundred percent have had coaching or GM experience in the NHL. They don't give out opportunity, maybe five of the six, they don't give out opportunities to new guys. You know what I mean? You see it in basketball. You see it in baseball and football. A guy retires, he becomes a coach, a, a younger guy. Like, they recycle those coaches. Like, Steve Nash is the new coach of the Brooklyn Nets. He has no um, history or any experience at all. You would never see that. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Is that good or bad? Who knows? But I just think it would be nice to have a little bit of a change of pace. Get, a, get an ex-player in there who's just retired, who's like – Tall, good with his, you know, good with his voice. He has a, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here, Tim. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But good for Laviolette. Hopefully Washington can turn it around because they were just a complete disappointment the last two years. Like, I don't know. Stanley Cup hangover much? Like, are they still just crushing beers and thinking they just won the cup? It's like, no, you've been a failure for two years now. Like, let's pick it up, Washington. Your window, your window is on the way down. I think they move it on. It was from- open. Yeah, I think Holpe's gone. Move on from this season. Oh yeah, I th- I think that's a given. Uh, I think like Al, when I was talking to Al Stalock, he's like, we are in for an off season with goalies like we've never seen. Like there is going to be some serious serious movement with the goaltenders just around this league because there's a lot of teams that need goaltenders and a lot of teams that just want to shuffle the deck and restart. And I think you're going to see it in Chicago. You're going to see it in Washington. You're going to see it in Pittsburgh. You're going to see it on a lot of teams. Obviously, all the teams that need goalies, the Edmontons, the Calgarys, the Ottawas. It's going to be interesting. Once that puck drops, whenever the season starts, who's going to be a net for which team? What were you going to say, Tim? The Bruins, right? Bruins need a goalie badly. Well, who knows what happens with Boston? Like, can you trust those two guys? Obviously, Halak, can you trust them as a backup? Yes. You can. And you yes. just hope Rask comes back. Rask is going to be back. He obviously had to go. That was a different situation. But Bruins are a whole other ba- ball of wax. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, they talk about windows shut. Their windows is – they're done. The Bruins are done. They'll never win the cup again with this court. Never. I don't know about that. I, do. I don't think it's, it's, it's more shut than it is open, but it's not all the way shut. Who has the better opportunity of winning another Stanley Cup, Washington or Boston? Boston. Boston. For what reason? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just because you're a Bruins fan. Well, it's it's. I mean, you asked me point blank. I have to think about it, but my gut reaction is Boston. 
Yeah, I think Washington. I think the pieces are there in Washington. They have a good young goaltender. Carlson's still in his prime. They have some elite forwards still. If you, I would take Washington's forward groups over Bruins. I think the top three Bruin guys are better than Washington's top three, but I think they're not that much better. And then I think the next nine Washington forwards are much better than the Bruins' rest of their nine. You know what I mean? Like right. They still have an Oshie, a Wilson. They have a Backstrom, Kuznetsov. Like They have good guys. They just need someone to kind of put it together. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, Tim? I do. And, and now that you're picking on me a little bit, I think it's a good time to bring up the, uh, the screenshot you sent me this morning. Oh, how funny was that? Yeah. My fans come through. I love I, – lo- I, I already took a picture of that. I, I, I laid down the gauntlet for my fans. I said, Tim's a loser. Go to, the, go to the ratings, and there must have been thousands of people who did that. So I, I took the first one, guy from Wisconsin, I think. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. I, I have his address. I screenshotted it. I'm going to send him out a little package because I, I love that. You've got a few people that you owe uh, some swag to. They, no one left their address except for that guy. So he's getting a little, um, a little swag. No, but for other things as well. Oh, for the Manscaped stuff, yeah. yeah. I, I, I got a lot of my plate. Listen. Did you hear how crazy my morning was? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Sorry. I sorry. I should have. I have remembered that. so much stuff, and then not to mention, I have a newborn, and I have six kids. Yeah. Uh, you're moving. You're building a house. I know. Someone to step in my shoes for one day. How How is the house going? It's at, at a complete standstill. At an yeah. absolute standstill. Uh, it's just I have so much on my plate. My wife always says I don't do anything. It's what's unbelievable. What's, what's Saturday? I'll help you out. Go to the house. Saturday. I got probably have something to do on Saturday. I, I, I'm just, I'm so busy. But we should do that. We need to schedule something where we bring a, like a 12 pack out there and just kind of bang out some windows. Get them done. I got four windows to do still. Then I can do the drywall. Then I can do the flooring. Then I can put the kitchen in. Then I can tackle the bathroom. Then I can put the wood stove in. Then I can move in or rent it out to you, Tim. Either way. That has to be done by snowfall. Do you think we can do it? Yes, for sure. As long as it doesn't snow until February. I think you got to put the time in, though, John. Can't put it off. Well, no, no guff, Tim. You sound like my wife. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, then I guess I won't do every other thing I'm doing. I'll just go to the property. I just want you to contribute to this family, John. You know what? Are the lights on? This is what I tell my kids. Are the lights on? You got food in that fridge? I'm doing my job. <laughs> yep. Stop your complaining. But I want this. Mike, are you are you full? Are you cold? No, because the heat's on. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Go to your room. I don't say shut your mouth to them. I'm just like, come on, you guys. Oh, it's just I know we're very blessed, but it's just still sometimes I shake my head. Yeah. The simpler life. You live a very simple life. I'm envious of you in so many ways. I my life is very simple. It's very great. But, yeah, you just got to look out for numero uno. That's right. I can do whatever I want on a whim. And then the girlfriend, too. What are you guys going to do for her birthday? It's coming up, right? Stop. Damn. I'm Shut worried up. about you. I'm worried. No way. By the way, I turned, I turned 30 in less than a month. Crazy. That's a big one. I turned 38 in less than two weeks. Oh, my, oh my gosh. We have a joint birthday party. Should we? COVID birthday party? I'm down. I'm down, too. Where should we have it? You want to come out with me and my friends? What's his name? I have a whole bunch of friends. <laughs> Stop. Stop have, showing up for our fans. I have two, maybe three. Jerv. Maybe. Jerv is my new friend. 
that's don't I would not don't lead with that. <laughs> what else do we got? Any other hockey news, Tim? No, just watching the city, the Islanders game, and then hopefully we can get Pavs on. That's what I'm waiting to hear. Yeah, well, boy, let's not hope for Pavs. We can maybe. I was hoping maybe Dolby, somebody else. Who knows? Get Justin Johnson on if he can ever get back to us. Well, there's a lot, a lot of balls in the air. We'll figure it out. We always land on our feet, Tim. That's that's the good thing. Anyways, I think that's that. I'm going to get back. I got to go to the body shop here in an hour and hear how much I got to pay. Here's <laughs> the deal. So if my deductible is, say, five grand and the damage to the car is like 8500 you just bite the bullet and pay, pay it all so your rates don't go up or do you just claim it? Uh, that's a pretty big difference. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. You probably just claim it. I don't know. Depends on, is there a way to know how much your rates will go up before you decide? I don't know. Probably. I think the damage is going to be north of 10,000. Call your agent and just ask what the deal would be. Jake from State Farm? (laughs) He looks hideous. (laughs) Too funny. All right, Timmy. You do not look hideous. You look beautiful. So go. Go do whatever you go on your Tinder and start swiping and have some fun. You crazy kid. All right, John. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support. Go jam our five-star, and uh, we appreciate everything. Hope you guys are doing well and staying safe. Cheers, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time. Uh.